Howdy and welcome to the 10 Week Bible Study. I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to jump into Revelation 5, 1 through 8 today. Well, welcome back to the 10 Week Bible Study. This is week three, day three of our study of Revelation. Would you join me as we pray before we start today? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears and give us revelation into your word today in this marvelous book that you've given us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. With that, let's jump into God's word. I'll be reading today from the NIV. This is Revelation 5, starting in verse 1. Then I saw on the right hand of him who sat on the throne a scroll with writing on both sides and sealed with seven seals. And I saw a mighty angel proclaiming in a loud voice, Who is worthy to break the seals and open the scroll? But no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth could open the scroll or even look inside it. Right? So God is is sitting here and he, God himself, he's sitting on this throne and he's got a scroll, right? And on the scroll, so, so understand what we're seeing. John is, again, John is not making this up to make a point. John is seeing this. He's telling us something he's seeing in this heavenly encounter. Um, God himself is sitting on the throne and he's got a scroll in his hand. And, and if, if you, if you've never seen it, um, there'd be, they become more popular in recent years. Uh, people getting signet rings and doing wax seals, especially for things like wedding invitations or fancy things like that. And so what a seal is, is you've got a signet ring or you've got some kind of thing that makes an impression, that makes an actual embossing impression. And, and let's say you're sending out a nice invitation. People will put the invitation in an envelope close the envelope and dribble wax, normally some kind of colored wax. Like I've seen a lot of times red is one of the most common colored waxes. You melt it with a candle or something like that and you dribble the hot wax over where you fold it. Instead of licking the envelope and closing it, you dribble that hot wax and then you take that thing and you impress it into that and you've got a wax seal. And that's what we've got. We've got seven wax seals on this scroll. So the scroll is rolled up and across the, the edge where it folds over, there's seven little bits of wax that have been sealed with some kind of a signet ring or something like that and pressed into that wax to, uh, to create these seals. And so God is holding this throne. We're going to find out there's writing on both sides, inside and out, but it's, it's sealed with these seven seals. And so the question goes forth is who's worthy to take the scroll and then open these seals to break these seals off so that we can read and see what's inside of it. That's the important thing that's going on here. That's the question that's going forth. And John's told no one is worthy to open these, the, the scroll and to, to, to pop open the seals that are on it. And read what's inside. Verse four, I wept and wept because no one was found who was worthy to open the scroll or look inside. Then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David has triumphed. He is able to open the scroll and it's seven seals. So John is sitting there and, he, and he's realizing, oh my gosh, no one is worthy. The scroll, John understands 
Um, and, and maybe he's not telling us something. Maybe he's not telling us that they explained to him what the scroll is and what it's going to do and what it's about. Maybe not. But somehow in this experience, John understands that this scroll, this is the most important thing that's going on. And the question goes forth is that no one is worthy to open this scroll. And something about it in the midst of all of this, and I imagine this is such an overwhelming encounter that John is having here in the throne room that he is, he is, he's just overwhelmed with emotions and he begins to weep. John's not saying I didn't cry. He's like, I'm weeping. He's like, I'm weeping like a little baby here because no one is worthy to open this scroll. And then one of those 24 elders stops John and says, no, 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 don't weep. The lion of the tribe of David, the root of Jesse, the root of David, excuse me. He's triumphed. He's worthy. This is, we're speaking again specifically about Jesus. They're saying Jesus is worthy to open the scroll and pop open its seven seals. He's worthy. Verse six. Then I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, standing at the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. The lamb had seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb. Each one, well, actually let's pause right there. So, This is a, another very strange description of Jesus. We know that this is Jesus, right? We know that the Lamb of God, G- John uh, specifically calls Jesus the Lamb of God in the book of John, and here we're going to see it many times in the book of Revelation. He's speaking about Jesus, right? So Jesus is the perfect spotless Lamb that um, that took away the sins of the earth, right? And so he he's saying, and again, um, I don't believe that this is John describing something in poetic language. I think he's telling us what he's seeing. He's saying, I saw a lamb looking as if it had been slain, right? Looking as if it had, it had, it had died. He's seeing Jesus, right? But somehow he's seeing Jesus as this depiction of a lamb. And he's standing there at the center of the throne. And we're going to find out that it's it's Jesus who's worthy of, to open the seal because he was slain. Because he was slain and, and, and he sacrificed himself to take away our sins, this Jesus is worthy to open this scroll. So he's, he's there standing at the center of the throne, the four living creatures, and the elders are surrounding him. Now here's the weird part. He's got seven horns and seven eyes and we're told that the seven eyes, they are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. Now that, that's a, a, a phrase that actually exists elsewhere in scripture. This is not new to Revelation, but it is one of those weird things is what does that mean? What are the seven spirits that are sent out into all the earth? And that's one of those things where, you know, to be perfectly honest, I don't even fully understand when I, I, I and I've, I've spent so much time reading through the book of Revelation, looking into this, and there's lots and lots of opinions about it. 
but it's it's uh, sometimes it's it's the seven spirits and sometimes it's the sevenfold spirit, uh, depending on the translation that you look at and and the way it's it's a difficult thing to translate, and it's because it's one of these things that's never actually explained in scripture. What exactly does this mean? So it's a difficult thing to translate because it's never fully expressed or fully explained. So you can either translate it the seven spirits or the sevenfold spirit of God, meaning maybe this is the Holy Spirit and there's some kind of, of, of aspect to the Holy Spirit where there's these seven different aspects to the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit goes out throughout all of the earth, right? And so, so both of those, you know, can, uh, we can find understanding and meaning in, in both of the ways of looking at that. But in the end, like, it's like, what exactly does this mean? I don't even fully know, but there's some aspect of this. This is important to the Lord and seeing like, what does a lamb with seven horns look like? I don't even know. I don't even know. But, but there's, there's, there is a, a figurative aspect of this, right? We're being told John's seeing this and it's this figurative vision of something that depicts something that's reality. Right, the, the 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 seven horns, the seven eyes of these seven spirits of God. All right, verse seven, continuing on. He went and took the scroll from the right hand of him who sat on the throne. And when he had taken it, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb. When Jesus takes this scroll, the twenty-four elders, again, they're gonna fall down again, but this time even the four living creatures, they fall down. This is a moment in time. This this moment right here. This is not something that's cyclical. Jesus himself taking this scroll from the Father. This is a one-time event. And John is being given revelation and understanding of this one-time event. And it's going to lead us into the culmination of all of human history up to this point. This is the moment that all of creation has been longing for, groaning and crying out for this one moment when the lamb who was slain, who took away the sins of the earth, is going to take this scroll and he's actually going to begin to enact what's going to happen on this scroll. Continuing on here in verse 8, each one had a harp. The 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 elders in the, the four living creatures, each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. So, so each one of these guys, right? The four living creatures and the 24 elders, they fall down. They've each got a harp, something to make music with, and these golden bowls or, or, um, uh, or uh, not the, the incense, but censers. They've, they've got these censers, some... Um, uh, translations say this and it's, it's it's essentially this little bowl or this little sensor that, that that holds incense that you burn right i mean think of of when you've seen that kind of thing and and so you've got music and you've got aroma right <clears throat> the interesting thing about this here is that we're told we're not told what the harp is for in some way we know the harp is there to make music but the golden bowls that are full of incense, we're told specifically, John tells us, that the incense in these bowls, it's the prayers of the saints. The incense stands for the prayers of the saints. So there is some aspect to what is about to happen. And we're going to look at that more in detail later. 
but some aspect of what's about to happen is going to happen because of the prayers of God's people, the prayers of the saints. We need to understand, this is, this is something that we need to understand very clearly. The book of Revelation, everything that's going to happen as we go through this, all of the mind-blowing, mind-numbing, and terrifying things that are going to happen, they don't happen in a vacuum. They happen in some part, to some extent, because of the prayers of God's people. Keep that in the back of your mind as you read through the book of Revelation. This is an important point that's foundational to the rest of the book of Revelation. It's why we get this first before we dive into the rest of what's going to take place. It's God's people, to some extent, who are praying this into being. For the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Darren Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you next time. Well, thanks for joining me today on our study. Would you like and subscribe to wherever you're watching this? It really helps more people find out about our broadcast. And my heart is for more people to fall in love with God and his word.